Comics in Motion is proud to be sponsored by Renovations Press, home of the world-renowned tracksuit man, the story about traveling to which we can all relate and something we've all missed this last year. Renovations Press continues to make the decades-long quest to bring quality, independent comics to the masses with three comics each year featuring the supergroup slash government experiment gone wrong, section 12. Click the link in the show notes for more information about how you can buy some high-quality, independent comics. And stay tuned because each time a new issue comes out in 2021, Comics in Motion listeners will be eligible to win free copies of Section 12. Click that link, check out Renovations Press, support them on Patreon. You'll be happy you did. What started as just an appearance on Indie Comics Spotlight has turned into an excellent partnership between Comics in Motion and Renovations Press. We look forward to bringing you some amazing content. Welcome to another episode of What's Topic. I'm your host, as always, Matt, better known as Just Reviews. And with me is my co-host, Luke. How's it going? Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. I have a few things. I think cool. we should mostly just talk and then hopefully we'll get a title out of this episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, now there's no Falcon or Winter Soldier, there is you know, no way of actually talking about anything. And there's nothing really happening at the moment. I mean, you didn't see Mortal Kombat, did you? I haven't seen it, no. Have you seen it? No, I've not seen Because I've never really played those games. Have you played those games? No, I haven't. But I watched the film that came out back, what, 30 years ago? Years ago yeah. as well, but yeah. Like mid-90s, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Supposed to be terrible. I mean, everyone slates it, but I actually didn't never ever. As a kid watching that, I never had a problem with it, but... Maybe if I watched it back now, I'd have a big problem with it. I don't know. <laughs> this one's doing all right, though. It's got... This one, it's do, has, it, has it got good reviews, is it? 56%. That's all right. It's better it's than we were expecting. Yeah, not bad for a, a video game film. No, I'll not give it that. Yeah, uh, it's made... How much money they made? Let's have a little look. It's made $51.1 million. Which isn't too bad on a $55 million budget, considering there's not a whole load of uh, cinema screens. It's only been out a week, so that's successful, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, That'll make yeah. money. Is cinema returning, Luke? Is it back? <laughs> not quite yet. Not quite. Let's have a... Well, now, so what if we had... So the other film that had a big release was Godzilla vs. Kong. Let's have a look at that. If I can get this up. I still need to watch that. Yeah, I'll just check it out. Oh, good. I did hit record. I was worried I then just didn't hit record. Anymore. Then we were truly fucked. Yes. Uh, I, we can go. Oh, I've just searched Godzilla vs. Kong. Well, in the UK, we don't have cinemas at the moment. We can go to a drive-in cinema in Milton Keynes to go see that. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. th- th- there's a drive-in in Enfield as well, which is probably closer. We can probably go together if you'd like. I have seen the film. Right, fair enough. <laughs> and can, oh, no, we can. Can we do it for, with restrictions? I think we can. I think we can. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. So, oh, there you go. Wow. So, on a one hundred between a one hundred fifty-five and two hundred million dollar budget, it's made four hundred and six million dollars. Okay. Okay. Uh, three hundred and thirty million was the break-even point. So, uh, Warner Warner Brothers have made a cool seventy mil on that. Yeah. A bit, a little bit of profit. A little bit of profit. No, yeah, a little bit of profit never hurt anyone. I think that's probably getting close. To the last film, what the last film grossed? What, what, God- what? Godzilla King of Monsters? Yeah. I think it might have outgrossed it. You don't rate that, do you? You don't think it's a very good film? It's not great. It is got, it is outgrossed it. How about that, then? There you go. Fair play. My dog's decided to join. Oh, there's your way. dog. How Enjoy. lovely. 
<laughs> um, yeah, so how about that? So, like, who would have thought that? That it's, yeah, it's, it's outgrossed the previous film. That is... Cinema's back. Cinema's totally. back with a vengeance. Yeah. Let's have a look at... What's the what's the first film you'll go see when they come back? When they come back in May, don't they? For us. May, 7, May 17th, I think. Woody, can you get away from the uh, speaker, please, mate? <laughs> what a name, Woody. Now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping all of this in, we're not editing it. Yeah, I'm not editing this out, fuck that. Yeah, that needs to be in. Raw. Yeah. May, May 17th, right? I'm pretty certain. May 17th, when... let's have a look at... Oh, I'll go Cineworld, new movie release dates. Let's see what May 17th will provide for us. Okay. Nomadland. Okay, I won't be watching that in the cinema, I'm afraid, because I'm probably going to watch that tonight. Uh, how about Peter Rabbit 2? That's Electric an option. Boogaloo. That's an option. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. That's an option. That's very much an option. Uh, that's the 21st. Uh, 28th of May, this is something you'll definitely see, uh, Conjuring 3. Yes, boy, that that will be... Uh, that's my first... That is my first That'll be your first back. one. Yeah. Uh, mine will be The Quiet Place 2 on the 4th of June. Yep. Likewise, then, that. yeah. Then what you got? Uh, I got the father in the heights. Then Black Widow, July. Am I literally going to be like literally wasting my weekly wages every week <laughs> on the cinema going forward? Now, aren't I? Like exactly. That's it. Uh, yeah, you got some good stuff. Yeah, after that, so you got like Black Widow, Fast and Furious, uh, the Suicide Squad, Free Guy, Candyman, Shang Chi, June, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, No nah. Time to Die. Halloween Kills. Ah, oh, that's the one. Halloween Kills. Oh. Yeah. It's exciting. I'll tell you one of good movies. Yeah, I'll tell you what I do want to see on 29th October, day after my birthday, is Last Night in Soho. That's yes. a film directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah, Edgar Wright. It's a horror film as well, right? Sorry? Horror film, right? Yeah, he's going to do a horror film. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's like, it's like based in London or something. Let me have a look. Well, of course, That'd be excellent. Soho. I'm really looking forward to that as well. That should be excellent. Yeah, horror thriller, which he's never really done before, has he? He is kind of one of those guys that does just make anything he kind of fancies. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a psychological horror film. Good. Ooh. Have you seen The Conjuring or The Conjuring 2? No. Do you want to watch The Conjuring 3 with me? Maybe if I watch the other two Conjurings, yes. I just, you know, I'll never be able to keep up with The Conjuring. You should watch the first one. I think you'd actually enjoy it. Like, I'm not even joking. I really think you'd quite like it. But first things first, before you watch that, First, yeah. watch The Fly. The Fly. I That's gave it, you my yeah. Blu-ray about a year ago, man. You still haven't watched it. I when you, when you, it. when you uh, read Superman, uh, All-Star Superman, then I'll fucking watch The Fly. Yeah, but that belongs to me. The Fly is actually my property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I'll give it point. back when you read your own comic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last Night in Soho is about a young girl who is passionate about fashion design mysteriously and she mysteriously enters the 1960s where she encounters her idol a dazzling wannabe singer uh and things start to fall apart with shady consequences it's got anya taylor joy i love her so much matt smith yeah uh yeah then the only other name i really recognize on there is terence stamp and yeah yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. Let's have a so look at some Anna more. Taylor, Anna Taylor Joy, the um, the lead. She's the lead. Yeah. Oh, I love her. She's got such a like. It's, there's something about her. Just her appearance. It's just. It's, yeah, she's, she, no, I don't mean like that. I mean like she looks Calm very. Down. 
different. Let's like, calm she's down. Very unique. Yeah, you know she I mean? does have a, a unique look. Yeah. If you will. If you will. Uh, Halloween Kills, last night Soho, Eternals. Oh, so I was actually going to speak to you about this. Have you heard all the comments that Kevin Feige was coming out with this week? He made no. a little joke saying, um, well, it could have been a joke. It might not have been a joke. He said uh, um, that basically he expects Eternals to win Best Picture next year, but like joking about sort of thing. Uh, yeah, well, didn't it, that's because the woman who's... Uh, yeah, Chloe's out. Directing Zell. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she just won Best Director, didn't she? And yeah, yeah, Best yeah. Picture. Yeah. So... Yeah, can right. you, listen, listen can you jokes, imagine Kevin. if he actually if they actually won Best Picture? They've had a, they've had a film nominated for Best Picture of Marvel, haven't they? Black what Panther. Was it? Oh, of course, yeah. Black it Panther did win an Oscar that year, though, didn't it? Wasn't it for like costume design or something? Something like that. I think that's the the first uh, uh, Marvel film to win an Oscar. DCEU, a little fun fact, won an Oscar. Yeah, Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, Suicide Squad won a makeup or something Oscar. God, just to rub salt in the wounds. <laughs> I hate that film so much. Well, you get the sequel soon. The sequel reboot. Can you can you can you actually imagine though if Marvel took home Best Picture? Oh, I think they will one day, surely. I think they will surely one day. Yeah, I was surprised Endgame never got nominated for something like that or uh, an acting Oscar. I thought Downey Jr. might get nominated for an acting Oscar for that. There's no way the Academy are ever going to nominate Danny Jr. As Iron Man, the they nominated one. him as the uh, uh, the uh, actor uh, Lazarus in uh, fucking Tropic Thunder. Yeah, fair enough. If he gets nominated, then yeah, yeah. Iron Man can also get a nomination. Fair play. <laughs> Got another Ghostbusters film coming this year. Not bothered about them. I, I haven't actually seen. I haven't seen the uh, the remake. Whatever with the uh, no, I've not seen the remake. Like, no, apparently it's not as bad as people said. Apparently it's, it's not got, that bad. It's got Chris. Um, Hemsworth, Hemsworth. Isn't it? Yeah. it has indeed. It yeah. has indeed. Uh, and then there's, we've got Top Gun, Spider-Man, The Matrix 4. That uh, comes out the same day as uh, John Wick 4, doesn't it? No, that was original. Originally, before COVID happened, it was going to come out the same day. John Wick 4 is next year now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Ma- Matrix 4 is end of this year, 24th of December. Are you excited for Matrix 4? Yeah, I'm just excited to know, like, what is this? Like, what is it? I want to rewatch more. I haven't seen them in years. I need to rewatch all three of them. I here's my controversial opinion. I think the second one gets uh, unneeded hate. I really like the second one, and I, I, re- having a lot I think of I good... even like it as much as the first one. I think it's just as good. Nah, mate. No, 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 no. I think the third one is where it, where it falls apart. The second one is not as good as the first one. The second one has got some incredible set pieces, though. Um, but it's I like good. the second one mostly because Neo is uh, more effective and he's just beating the shit out of people and I enjoy that. Yeah, fair In the enough. first one he's like just running away and barely surviving and I like in the next one he's like just an action star and it doesn't matter. He just kills fucking yeah. everyone in his power. Well listen mate, I you like are entitled one. to your own opinion but your opinion is wrong. That's um, yeah. <laughs> fine mate. You know? My favourite scene in, in that one is um, the mansion scene. Yeah, I love that scene. That yeah, is one of my favorites. Like, I mean, what, so what do you? That's Joe. You know what we may be stumbling upon a title. Of this. What are you excited for? The Matrix Four. Like, what, what do you think this is going to be? I'm not excited for the Matrix Four. You're not. I, no, I'm not excited for the Matrix. Shocking. 4. No, and let scrap that. This will not be the title of the video. 
I'm not being held down this. Ra- I'm not going down this rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> I before we get into, do you know what? This is actually something I want to do with you. Actually, I want to do as a video with you. I want to do a proper video on the Matrix Four. But before we do the video on Matrix Four, I want to make sure that I watch one, two, and three properly again, <laughs> um, and then I want us to speculate and 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 think about where we're get, where it's going to go. Fair enough. Yeah. And that's you're entitled to that. That's my plan. That's my plan anyway. That's what I think we should do. But no, in answer to your question, I'm not excited for Matrix 4. Not particularly, no. Oh, well, I am. It's just and it's so only lot. getting it's done by so one of the Wachowskis, isn't it? Yeah, but you could... Yeah, but that series opened itself up that you could always be, you know, making new ones and, you know, resetting everything. No, of course. Of course. But yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Fair enough. It's got uh, Neil Patrick Harris in it. Mm-hmm. It's got Yaha Abdul-Mateen, who was uh, Dr. Manhattan. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. It's got no Lawrence Fishburne, though. No. No. That's straight... Oh. I need to see some stuff from it before I get excited for it. I, I need yeah. to see some stuff. I, I can't... At the moment, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not there yet. It must be any day soon, though, to see stuff from it. It's got to be coming up. If it, it's yeah. coming out, when did you say it's coming out? Uh, Christmas Eve. Oh wow! So Santa Girl will be coming for it. it. Seems uh most of these films. If I go through in Matrix Four, we've not had a trailer. Kingsman, we have had a trailer. No Way Home, we haven't. Top Gun Maverick, we have. Ghostbusters, we have. Eternals, we haven't. Last Night, we haven't. Halloween Kills, we haven't. No Time to Die, we have. Venom's the surprising one. Venom's in yeah. September. No trailer. Shang Shang Chi, obviously, just done one. Uh, yeah, and all the rest up to then. Venom's uh, gonna get Venom's gonna get pushed back. You reckon? Is it coming out September? September seventeenth, same day as June. Naps getting pushed back. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were I'm, the one working. I'm the telling you, I'm telling you that now. Why haven't we seen anything? I don't know. I'm, well, I, mean, I, I, well, I wasn't on that pr- that film production. <laughs> I mean, it was a rhetorical question. I wasn't asking you directly, <laughs> but I mean, like, it's true though. Why haven't we seen anything? Like, not a single thing. Hmm. Did I'm, see, I'm uh, worried about that movie as well. I'm worried about that movie. Well, I'm not worried about it. The first one was bad. Yeah, no hope for this one. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, I've got nothing to worry about. The first one was exactly. terrible. It can only go I'd be, up. Yeah, I'd be more worried to say like Endgame had a bad trailer and looked bad. Then I'd be genuinely worried. Uh, Why did they make Woody Harrelson look like that at the end? Why don't you get a ginger guy? Why don't you get an actual ginger guy? Where are you going? I'll close my door. Luke's sorry. Oh, that's shocking. <laughs> so you should have just come here and we... You should have just come here and we could have done it face-to-face. It's a Friday. We could have cracked open a brewski. Mate, I would have loved to, but I would have had to wait in the car for two hours outside the front yeah, of the house. Good. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, why don't you get a ginger guy instead I, I, of Woody Harrison? I, I, I would have I would have, um, I would have tried to enter talks with Damien Lewis if it was me, but hey-ho. Yeah, how many ginger actors are there? That's a very good, that. very, very good point. I ain't many ginger actors. Gonna, we're going to offend a lot of ginger people doing this. Yeah, true. Oh well. Now we're all up for diversity in the film industry. We're trying to get it's more not... ginger. We're trying to get more gingers in gingers. the industry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good question, though. I'm like, there's a lot of ginger actresses. Yeah. Is this the title of the video? Yeah. How many gingers <laughs> are there? <laughs> Um, you've got a uh, thingy from Game of Thrones. Obviously, um, what's her name? The one that plays Dark Phoenix or Jean Grey, whatever. 
yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Jean Grey. <laughs> I'd, um, Can't remember her name. I'd, I'd classify Ed Sheeran as an actor because he was in Game of Thrones. Uh, and he was in Yesterday, the film about the Beatles. Yeah, so he's a top-level actor. Yeah, he's yeah a high-class actor. Um, Damien Lewis. Damien so... Lewis, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just Damien Lewis's role, isn't it? Yeah, literally, yeah. Uh, <laughs> literally did you role. see something funny? Did you see what was funny uh, the other day? That uh, uh, Paddington 2 is now a higher rated film than Citizen Kane. And now Citizen Kane is no longer the best ever Rotten Tomatoes reviewed film. You're joking. Snap. Yes, Paddington 2. They they put an 80-year-old review on uh, the Citizen Kane page and it pulled it down from 100% to 99%. So it meant Paddington 2 has gone above it. Jesus Christ, man. Apparently those films are amazing. The yeah, I've, I've heard the Apparently first really one is supposed to be very good, but... It's just one of I heard those the, films... I heard the first one's very good, then the second one is like even better. It's madness. I'm never, ever, ever going to sit down and watch Paddington. And watch Paddington, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not just on my... When I've got a bit of free time, I'm going to put that in. It's just not happening. Well, it's not for us, in Mate, fairness. If I, if I can't watch Invincible yet, I'm not going to fucking watch Paddington, am I? Let's be real here. Have you ever seen Citizen Kane? I've never seen Citizen Kane, no. No, I, I would like to. It's on uh, BBC iPlayer, and you can get it on there. Yeah. I've seen like all those classic clips and stuff, but it's not one of the classics I've uh, I've seen. Mm. Here's a uh, okay. So I've gone to uh, Rotten Tomatoes best uh, top 100 movies all time. So movies with 40 or more critic reviews vie for their place in history. Of Rotten Tomatoes eligible movies are ranked based on their adjusted score. So it's not just on if you have 100. percent So Paddington Two is not in here. Uh, you won't get the first one. It's a film. It's a 1934 film called It Happened One Night. Okay. What's the second best film, apparently? Do I get any clue? Uh, it's a Marvel film. Infinity War? No. Endgame? No. Ragnarok? No. <laughs> the first Avengers? No. Tell me, gone. Black Panther? Fair enough. It did win an Oscar. Uh, it got nominated yeah it got nominated here's here's the top 10 so it happened one night a 1934 film Uh, Black Panther's second Lady Bird is third I've been meaning to watch that for ages that film yeah apparently that's quite good it's directed by Greta Gerwig that's that's a ginger actress yeah but Carnage is a bloke (laughs) (laughs) fair enough uh Number four is Mission Impossible Fallout. This is ridiculous. Number five is Black Klansman. I didn't even like that movie. You didn't like Black Klansman? All right, let me let me let me rephrase. I liked it. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh, first time I watched it, I was like, hmm, it wasn't as good as I thought it'd be. But then I watched it again recently. I was like, oh no, I really like that film. That was what, a really who's, good. Film. Who's the main actor in it again? What's his name? Uh, John David Washington, Denzel's son. He's excellent, and Adam Driver are excellent in it. But I thought as a whole it didn't do him much for me. Fucking hell. Yeah. Get Out is sixth. I love Get Out. You know I love Get Out. Uh, and, seven. He, and he just won an Oscar as well, didn't he? Daniel Kulu. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit, actually. We'll talk about that in a yeah. bit, which is uh, good. Uh, seventh, one of my favourite films, Mad Max Fury Road. 
Yeah, do you know what they were actually showing that um, at Brent Cross? Uh, they were doing like drive-in cinema on the top, the top level of the of Brent Cross, and they were showing it on Tuesday night. Oh, really? Yeah, sorry. When yeah, Tuesday night. Yeah. Oh, nice. They give you like a little speaker. You sit there. You got the screen up. You listen to it through the speaker. Yeah, it's quite cool. That is cool. Um, what's next? Which which film? That's a very good movie, actually. Fury Road. It's a very good movie. Excellent movie. Uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Oh, fuck off. That's a good film. It's a good film. It's not the eighth best film ever made, is it? It <laughs> is. It is, according even, to this. It is. So it's, it not is. Even, it's not even the best Spider-Man movie. Well, I'm looking at it now. You're saying it's not the eighth best film. It, it, it very evidently is, because it, is, it has rank it? number eight, and it has the name of the film. Uh, all I'm going to say is, this is uh, uh, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse is, above, is better than Godfather, is it? Uh, Godfather's not it here. Um, <laughs> number nine is Moonlight. Number ten is a fun is one well, no, I'm surprised here. Wonder Woman. Now I'm done with Ron Smarts already. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Oh, we got we got a few Star Wars here. Last Jedi is twenty seventh. Force Awakens is twenty eighth. Okay, Paddington Two is thirty first. Let me find some funny ones. Uh, what's it? What's it? What's a bad film that's in this? I haven't seen The Godfather yet. Um, Skyfall is apparently the 66th best film ever made. The Jungle Book is apparently better though at 65. What the reboot or the original? The the reboot. Nah, the, the original is a masterpiece, but the reboot is dead. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp is 85th. Nah, I'm <laughs> this, this is ridiculous. And you know what? It's above. It's one place above one of our our favorite films that we can agree on. Nightcrawler. <laughs> Nightcrawler is 86. Ant Man the Wasp. The Martian, Star Trek 2009 are all above it. Oh, and the Lego movie. <laughs> so botched. So wrong. I would come, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at 100. I've not come across The Godfather yet. Do you know what? I always slag off Rod Smiles. I, I, I don't slag off. Whenever me and my girlfriend are trying to watch a movie um, and we're trying to decide what we're going to watch... I always say she. I explain to her like how Rotten Smarters is done and how it's done. Like you can either pick like it's rotten or it's good sort of thing. There's no like middle ground sort of like thing. But every time I go to watch a film, I always still check for Rotten Smarters score. And if it's below sixty percent, I don't watch it. <laughs> That's a bad way to be. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's awful. But, but the thing is, with with this list, in fairness, it's probably because like. Films like The Godfather, when they were getting reviewed in the 70s, there wasn't a load of reviews that they can get their hands on and then give it a score. No, of course, of course. Whilst now they can get like, you know, 400 reviews on Spider-Man. So, yeah. yeah it's not. Talking around Tomatoes, little, little subject I want to talk to you about. Uh, did you see the reviews the finale got of Falcon and Winter Soldier? No. It was down at 57% on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. It's gone up to 65 now it's the lowest rated it's a bit harsh isn't it yeah well i thought what what would be fun is if uh i go to the top critics because you, you can look at the top critics and we have a little look at their reviews and decide whether they have a point or not what well, i told you already and you disagreed with me last week i thought this was one of the weakest episodes of the show it's one of it's one of the weaker ones, but I don't think it's bad per se. No, it's not. Just bad. by saying something's the is it's like saying like the Godfather is the weakest out of the two of them. It's not a bad thing. The Godfather Part Two is weaker. Yeah, it is weaker. It is. Sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, so 
Let's have a look. Let's have a look. So here we go. Here's here's one then by uh, uh, Leonardo Adrian Garcia. Uh, My man. <laughs> isn't that what isn't that what Aquaman says to fucking? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My man. What did he say uh, to Bruce let's... Wayne? Or... No, he says it to Cyborg. Oh, yeah, of course. He catches him and he's like, right, right ain't over yet. And he goes, my man. Terrible. That reminds <laughs> me of uh, fucking... You know, all I think of when they say that is from Rick and Morty. Yeah, 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 yeah. When they... he's st- It's um, Jerry stuck in a simulation. And it's just the postman who keeps saying to him, my man. <laughs> <laughs> what a show. What a show. Still haven't seen uh, the fourth season, or is it the third? The fourth, I still haven't seen the newest season of it. I think it's the third, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't seen the newest season. Okay, now. Yeah. Uh, let's try and find a review that I can actually... Uh, okay, here's one I thought was a bit harsh. Uh, Melanie McFarland from Salon.com. What kind of fucking site is that? Top critic, she's giving a bad review. Uh, removing the emotionality from it, Slavering heavily messaged dialogue between firefights and conflagrations might be okay for a big dumb action flick, but it's simply bad TV. Nah, she's I mean, a bitch, she's a bitch, man. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, you're being a bitch. She's I mean, she had a very bad day, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's find another one. Uh, oh no, you're not a top critic. Only the top. Oh, we're coming for the big dogs. These mm-hmm. are the ones we want. Uh, be handier if my fucking internet worked quicker. <laughs> uh, That's just such snobbery, isn't it? Yeah, I just. It seems like I for me it feel it seems like most people have problems with like the message of it. You know, when he did his little racial. Uh, that's a bit harsh. His little racial rant. But when he did his racial rant, like. Now, it seems to be... That was not the problem with the episode at all. That was actually one of the positive parts of the episode, I thought, but... Hey-ho. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there was one I did kind of agree with. Oh, yeah, it's... Uh, so, uh, this critic said, basically, the uh, characters were not strong enough or engaging enough. And I disagreed there. I think the characters were great in this series. There are there are characters that are less interesting, like Sharon Carter and the villain Carly. But I think what they're doing with Sam Wilson was was very interesting, really. I think with say... I think with Sam it was excellent. I think with Bucky we're still left short, aren't we? Yeah, here it is. Uh it ends with a whimper and an utter failure to create compelling characters. No, I disagree with that completely. I would say Sam Wilson is very compelling. Bucky was compelling in this series, but going forward, I don't know how you make him compelling. And, and I think they've also brought another good character into it with John Walker as well. And I feel like he was another character I'm really invested in now as well. Yeah, he was compelling. Yeah. Uh, you know, not knowing what he was going to do. Yeah. Uh, who so, else? What, so I call bullshit on that as well. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Most of them are just saying, like, uh, while while this episode could have used some sprucing up, the series was what it needed to be. Hmm. Seems harsh. Yeah, it does seem very harsh. The structural missteps, however many, but no sin was greater than the criminal underutilizations of its two leads. 
I think that is the worst take. That's a top critic. The underutilization of its two leads. What did they want? Yeah, I mean, uh, Bucky was a bit of a passenger in the finale, but I would say that was mostly because his story had concluded and the finale was more about concluding uh, Sam's story. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, non. Don't agree. Once again, people are entitled to their opinion, but I don't agree. <laughs> I think it, people are confusing. Like, not every episode has to be deep and meaningful, and they they got all those episodes out of the way. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and now it was time for the finale when everyone punches each other. I I, I think if there's one character, with the exception of Bucky. But I agree with what you said that he didn't really have much to do, or like he didn't, you didn't need much of him in the finale. The one character I think we got really left short on was Carly. Yeah, I would say, I'd say Carly's a pretty nothing character because you never really. I think she's the major problem of it because she has nothing to really do. Yeah, she's. I I kind of get her motivation, but it's just mostly her talking about it, going, "I'm gonna." do something bad essentially um for some reason i know we're we're both obviously english but her accent really annoys me (laughs) she she is english isn't she yeah she's english and her accent really annoys me where's she from i've never seen her in anything before have you seen her in anything before yeah she's in solo is she Mm. oh i didn't know that who's she playing uh kind of like Someone who's like beginning the the uh, rebellion. She's like the start of it. I can't even remember her in it. I can't remember her in it. She's she only shows her face right at the end. Staffordshire. I thought it was a Northern accent. Yeah. Yeah. She's from Staffordshire. Yeah. That that it, it, solo clearly wasn't ex- exactly the most memorable film, was it? So, um, forgive mm. forgive me for not remembering her. And she solo. she her face is only on screen for a, for a yeah. but a brief moment. But I would say she was. Carly was probably the letdown of the series because you got too much to focus on and like who's the real villain because they're focusing on John Walker for major parts and then switching back to her she's becoming too much of a side story and then you're bringing in Daniel Brawl as well like there's too much going on yeah like who's who's the villain like you got John Walker and Daniel uh, well John Walker and Zemo who are villains and then you have an additional villain who is the lead villain. Yeah. So it's like, well, who? Why are we focusing on this person? Why don't we just focus on Walker or or even Zemo? Why doesn't he become the true villain in the end? It just seems she's a pretty nothing character with little depth and not much actually to her because you got obviously you got the two title characters. Their names in the title of the show. You need to focus. A large amount of time on them you're bringing back a character you're introducing a well-known character and then for some reason you're just making up this new one who is the villain that just doesn't make sense to me i really liked her as well up until like maybe episode five and then i started to go a bit off her like i actually mm. quite enjoyed her and what they were getting up to and then i feel like i think I'm, i said it last week it was as if someone just put their foot on the brake and just stopped that for the flow of everything with her yeah yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. For me, it, she's she's the one where like I, I think she's very hard done by, but especially she probably didn't even need to be in the show. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of people as well were talking about Walker's betrayal. Um, like that was a bit weird, and I f- and we did touch on that, although we joked about it. Like obviously, they him and Barnes shared a joke together when you know two episodes ago, uh, Walker decapitated someone with the shield, and then Barnes uh, immediately beat the shit out of him, broke his arm, yeah. and then this episode they're having a joke when it that was just weird. Like he did he did just murder someone in pretty much cold blood yeah and i just felt maybe it should have for him it should have ended differently i don't mind him having a bit of a shift to being a good guy but it should have been like we got to keep keep you on ice mate because you're fucking unhinged yeah he should have gone to the raft (laughs) something like that Yeah. yeah or just be like look we won't send you to the raft but you need to do some dodgy stuff for us do you know what i mean like yeah i think Barnes and him shouldn't have been having a joke together and patting each other on the back. Maybe just like a knowing nod yeah, to I, each other. I guess you could say something along the lines of like... I know obviously he was under mind control, but he's killed countless amounts of people, hasn't he? And and, and in, in his his story arc, he's trying to redeem himself. He's trying to like get that redemption arc going. So I guess that's his way, I guess, of saying to, to John Walker, like, redeem yourself. Like, do you know what I mean? Like... We're not going to slate you for what you did. You need to make it right. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I get that. And definitely, yeah, there's something to be said there. But it's still kind of like, you know, character did just decapitate someone like... No, I agree. But a, that, few, that, a few days ago. Yeah. You don't know he's, you don't know he's come the full 180 yet. You can still be like, that's a, this is a step in the right direction, pal. It's like Thanos yeah. literally like snapping half humanity and then they get their hands on Thanos and he's like... I'm sorry, and then Barnes just like taps on the back, and it's like, it's right. yeah, <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, we all make mistakes. It's I've right, killed a few right, people. Man. Yeah, you carry you on farming, like, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just you just do some farming. Maybe the world is okay at the moment. Yeah, like you just go like, all right, you made the step in the right direction, but I still I still don't fully trust you, which is how it should have left. But instead, he seemed like he was a pretty decent bloke in the end. Yeah. Which I guess doesn't make sense when you have been showing him like villainous pretty much the whole time, and it culminated in him losing his call and murdering someone with the shield. Yeah. So it's like basically what we want, what we need is we need to have a rooftop scene like in Daredevil season two between the Punisher and Daredevil, but John Walker and Bucky. And I think yeah, totally. I actually I just think that's a really good idea because John Walker is kind of Captain America if he was the Punisher. Literally, yeah. And that's how it should be. It's like, look, maybe you're okay, maybe you're not. I yeah. can see you're trying to help, but like you're like fucking the Punisher was chopping <laughs> up people and blowing their faces off with a fucking shotgun. Oh, like you should be like, mm, I'm not too sure about you yet. And I that even though I kind of did praise it last week, I've had time to think about it uh, and actually formulate an opinion. <laughs> but it was just like, I didn't mind that he made the right choice in the end. But like, we, you know, me and you, we had we had our joke, but we, we didn't, it didn't quite sit right with us, the Bucky and Walker powering about. Yeah. It just seemed a bit it's odd. odd. It is odd. It's very odd. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think, yeah, Carly in summary of this series like i really enjoyed this series i think i enjoyed it more 
Oh, you're off again. No, I, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to you. I'm no, to no, you just yeah. That's when I just, you, you're that bored. No, I'm trying to play. It. I'm trying to let the dog out and play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just think like this series, although yeah, I did enjoy it and I enjoyed it more than One Division. I think both series suffer from the same thing that they tell these good stories all the way through, but they both end in the same way of yeah. like the Marvel way of just punch each other for half hour and then everything's okay in the end kind of thing set up the next thing i agree I... did we get a post credits in the finale yeah we did it was with uh sharon carter um oh of course we did yeah yeah, yeah. she's like i'm gonna sell their secrets well that was a very underwhelming post credit scene wasn't it yeah but so was i think so was one divisions yeah but yeah it was wasn't it? just reading a book yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I yeah so. okay yeah, I don't know what right. I expect from these post-credit scenes. Like I, I, I just every time, like, oh, like at the end of the first one, I thought we were going to get like Mephisto of Doctor Doom, and then at the end of this one, even though it had nothing to do with that, I still thought there was a possibility that we get a Doom reference. Like, <laughs> I just want to see my man Victor Von Doom just doing bits. <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, like, yeah, the series is good overall. It's like Carly was probably. The weak link. The, yeah, the weak link of it all because she was just, she was mostly just a passenger because you're just trying to, because obviously they were never going to tell a further story with her. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, ne- they're never going to go places with that character. So they don't want to establish that character. But obviously with Walker, they're thinking if we can get this character working, he can be in other stuff. Same with Zemo, we can get him working. Carly is just, and you knew that the whole time. Yeah. So, Oh, well. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the Oscars? Because they happened last weekend, didn't they? They did happen. They did happen, yeah. Yeah. How many of the films have you seen? What, of the ones that were nominated in, for Best Picture? In Best pic- in best Picture. So you've got Nomadland. No. The Father? Seen no. Seen The Father? Nope. Judas and the Black Messiah? No, you've seen that. I haven't seen it. I've seen that. Mank? No, that's the Gary Oldman one, isn't it? Yeah. Minari? No. No. Promising Young Woman? No, I want to watch... That's on the list. I've seen... I watched that last week, Promising Young Woman. Good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was very good. It was very good. Uh, Sound of Metal? Watching it tonight. Or no, or no Madland. I'm just, I'm deciding between the two. And Trial of the Chicago 7. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen I've seen Trial of the Chicago 7. So you've seen one, and I've seen three. Great. <laughs> I mean, I really want to talk about uh, the English people who won stuff. So we also had the old uh, Anthony Hopkins yeah. won Best Actor, yeah, which was surprising. I thought they'd definitely give it to Chadwick Boseman. Well, I, I, I've listened to a lot of stuff on this, and um, it looked like it was all being lined up for that. But apparently, from what I've heard, Hopkins deserved yeah. it. Apparently, he was phenomenal. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently he was. He phenomenal. plays a is it, it, it at the a man with dementia yeah. doesn't he yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently well he was... you see a li- sorry go on. no you go first go on I was just gonna say Olivia Coleman from Peep Show fame she got nominated again so Best cool content. isn't it it's so funny the madness isn't it that she was on Peep Show and now she she's, she's an Oscar she's, she's got an Oscar sitting in her cabinet she's a top level actress man she's one of the best like it's phenomenal isn't it she's dossing about with Mark Corrigan and like it's just ridiculous <laughs> like Phenomenal. Incredible. Phenomenal. But yeah, um, Anton Hopkins, I, I want to, I, I really want to watch The Father, but I'm just, um, I don't know why. Did you ever watch The Two Popes? 
No, I didn't watch that. Apparently, that is very good, though. Well, I, I hated it. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I hated it, and I'm scared it's going to be a, something along those lines. That was nom- I don't know. That, I, yeah. that was nominated for Best Picture last year, wasn't it? That's things like... What's your feelings on the Oscars? So this these Oscars this year, they had the lowest ever viewership, somewhere around 10 million. And they've been going down every year, I think. But they went down massively this year. Last year's was like 25 million. This year's is 10. And honestly, there's, there are reasons for that. Loads of people are saying, like, because the Oscars went woke, which is harsh. Because, like, Daniel uh, Kalua, I think that's how you say his name, he deserved that Oscar. He was fantastic in Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh-huh. Um, but that's the thing, like, you know, films just aren't really getting released. Like, there's films like uh, The French Dispatch by Wes Anderson, which will probably go for an Oscar. But they got to shift them. So, like, people aren't seeing films, so people aren't that interested. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but what, what's your feeling on the Oscars on the whole? Like, do you, do you care? I think I don't care. I don't care, and I used to care, but I don't really. I'm not. I'm not particularly bothered anymore. Um, I think we need to. I think. I think the academy needs a serious shake up. I think they need to change the way the whole thing's done. I think they need to change the categories. I think everything mm-hmm. has to change. Um, I think it's. I just think it's really, really boring. Like really boring. Um, sorry. Really boring. And, um, and yeah, we need to diversify the, like, you know, like, you know, when you see a film that this is going to be an Oscar nominated film, but if you see like a really good superhero film, for instance, or you see a really good horror film, or you see a really good fantasy film with the exception of Lord of the Rings, obviously, but you just know it's not going to be in that conversation because the Academy. And Lord of the Rings film got nominated once, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It won. It won Best Picture in And it won. It won the most, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it won yeah. a load, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. It won Best Picture in, uh, in 2003, but still, but like, it's just something needs to change to get to, to get the to get the eyes back on the get, get the um get people's eyes back on the award ceremony like something needs to change do you not think though um like the the big blockbusters obviously they don't get nominated uh but they they have their time in the in the sun and they say something like Judas and the Black Messiah well they they reckon if you win an oscar like your box office goes up massive do you not think these smaller more independently made films that aren't made by committee should be the ones who are looked at by the Oscars. I'm not saying that's my opinion. I'm just saying that's the counter opinion. No, I, I understand that, but but I think regardless of budget, they should both be judged equally. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, but yeah, but like, like, consumer-wise, more people will enjoy Infinity War compared to, say, something that was more intricately made like Judas and the Black Messiah which would be just you know kind of a director a couple of screenwriters while say something like Infinity War that's made by a committee of people there are there are loads of people making that the problem is is that something like Infinity War wouldn't even be watched by the governing body of the Oscars they would would never sit down and watch it so they would never be able to form an opinion on it because there's no way they'd sit down and watch a three hour superhero movie oh of course not no um and that's what oh, well, I mean. Like that, that committee is just uh, it, that committee is just a bunch of very old yeah, white men, exactly, and that, who are that, really and, out of touch. And, and that's why it needs to change. We need to diversify it. We need to get different ethnicities in there. We need to get different ages. Say we, as if we are going to personally do this. What, yeah, what, what no, no, no. We've been hired to. But that is what needs to happen. Like that's what needs to happen. 
and I'm not slating on any of the films because I haven't seen half the films. So I can't give my I can't give an opinion on these movies. I'm sure Nomadland was incredible, and I'm sure Chloe Zhao is an incredible director. But I just feel like something needs to change. The the, the, the ceremony needs to change up big time. I think. Well, you, you know, you say diversify, and you are right. But this year was probably the biggest step in that direction. Yeah. If you look at it, and you know, but then you get people complaining. You see, Donald Trump, he wrote a big. Um, statement saying that they basically went woke and all this. Why, and, why though? Which, why, why is it woke? Yeah, I, I, I don't see how. The, everyone who was nominated were fantastic. Yeah, really. what, what's woke? I don't, underst- I don't understand what. I don't get that. I, I, I really hate that whole. You know what I'm like, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the first to call shit out when I feel like something's being thrown in your face. But there is nothing, nothing woke about the Oscars this year. Like. If if you don't think that like an Asian woman deserves to be nominated for best director, well then you're a sexist and you're a racist, and it's as simple as that. There's no woke thing. There's no middle. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, she made she made an excellent film. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Exactly. Same, you know, like uh, so you have like obviously Judas and Black Messiah. Daniel Kaluuya was fantastic. I'm looking at the other nominees: Sacha Baron Cohen. In Charles Chicago, apparently he was good, but I doubt he was as good as him. Like I don't feel like anyone has missed out that truly deserved it. And you look at it like because you got to get to a place of where, like, obviously, it doesn't matter your race, or your you, you know your gender. Like if you're good enough, you just win. Yeah, and that's where they kind of need to get to. And I I thought best actor was going to be Chadwick Boseman. I thought one hundred percent because he's died and it yeah. would be to like honor him. But they didn't. They gave it to the really old white guy. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's uh, wrong. It, it probably was right because apparently Anthony Hopkins is fantastic in that film and he was probably the most deserving of it. But you know, on the flip side, there's uh, uh, you have the best supporting actress is Yoon Yong Jung who definitely deserved it. I mean, you look at Glenn Close. She got nominated for Hillbilly Elegy, which has sank like 11% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. She just got nominated for her name. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 They're, they're going in the right. I mean, it's like, like I read the other day of um, black actors to win best actor last 21 years. It's four times a black man has done it. And that was twice by Denzel. Yeah. My man. Which is just crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah. Fucking Denzel. What a hero. So yeah, they. Yeah, I, I, this year was much more diversified. No, absolutely. And... When, when I say diversify, although it's not where it needs to be, I, I don't. I don't necessarily mean about the nominations as well. I mean about actually the people judging it need to be. Oh yeah, definitely. Diversified. That that's what needs to change. Like it just it just makes me laugh because like people go, oh well, they're like because you know best picture. So you got Nomadland, The Father, Juice, Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Promising Young Woman. Sound of Metal, Trial Trial of the Chicago 7, and everyone goes, oh, that's like a, that's a best picture selected by committee for diversification. Well, you only really, you have one film that's about, you know, the uh, Black Panthers, and then you have another film which is an all-Asian cast. Other than that, it's all films led by white people. Oh, wait, Sound of Metal is led by Riz Ahmed, who was an Asian, who's an Asian man, who's, I don't know where he's from. I know he's a Muslim. Um... But yeah, people are saying that's led by committee. Well, it's not really. Like, it's all pretty normal films that you would think would be in there. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Oh, but yeah, for me, anyway, the question of the Oscars. No, I don't really care about them, no, like in all Oscars. honesty. Yeah. I think they're good. I just use them to go find out what the hype is around films. Um, 
So like I was like, oh, Promising Young Woman, that sounds interesting to watch. I should watch that. Oh, Sound of Metal. Oh, it's about a heavy metal drummer who goes deaf. One interesting idea. I'll I'll uh, watch that. And other than that, the other ones I'm not entirely interested in that I haven't seen. Like Mank. Mank's about the man who wrote Citizen Kane, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm David, not interested David, in that. It's David Fincher, isn't it? The director, right? Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Strange, isn't well, it? It's on Netflix. Yeah, very strange one. Minari, I don't know what that's about. I'm tempted to watch Minari because it's got Stephen Yeun, who yeah. was in The Walking Dead. But that's the only thing. I don't even know what that's about. It's about an Asian family trying to make it in America. Okay. But like, if that I... just sound, that sounds like an Oscar film, an Oscar film made for an Oscar. If I had to pick a film to watch tonight, Promising Young Women or um, Sound of Metal, what do you think I'd prefer? Sound of Metal. You reckon I like Sound of Metal more? Okay, cool. I don't know. I don't know. Sound of Metal is very, it's very sort of like sitting around, talking about your feelings and, you know, I'm hurt and all this. And Promising Young Woman's more sort of action to it. Uh, well, not action per se, but there's more going on. Like they're actually moving the plot while Sound of Metal is more, let's talk about our feelings. Oh, how do I? Oh, this is the thing with all these Oscar movies, right? Like they're obviously phenomenal movies and like, but it's just finding the right time and being in the right headspace to watch them. You gotta be in a yeah. You gotta be in a proper headspace to sit down and watch one of these films. I've got so many Blu-rays which I haven't even opened over Christmas, but I need to watch. Like, <laughs> I want to. I need to watch Escape to New York. I've never seen Escape to New York before, and like, I've got the Blu-ray sitting in front of me. I want to watch it so badly, but I should probably do my homework and watch Sound of Metal. Yeah, I think you'll. Did I say Sound of Metal? Yeah, I think you'll prefer Sound of Metal. I think you will. But Promising Young Woman is good. It is good. And it's got a good ending, Promising Young Woman. Okay. It's got a very good ending. Cool. Uh, you should just watch both. How about that? I No way. I'll fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was done with the Oscars when they, they increased the amount of Best Picture nominees and still didn't pick. Oh, no, no, no. They picked it off. They didn't. They increased the nominees after they didn't nominate The Dark Knight for Best Picture. What won it that year? 2008. What was that? Let's have a look. Because uh, Heath Ledger won his Oscar, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Best Supporting, yeah. If you ever won an Oscar, you just need to play the Joker in a film. Oh, absolutely. Jared Leto. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> winners and nominees. Uh... The Best Picture nominees that year, tell me if you... Here's a, here's a good one. Tell me who the lead was in these films and who the director was. Okay, go on. Okay. The Reader. Never even heard of it. I've never even heard of The Reader. Milk. Yeah, that was... Um, uh, Sean um, Thingy, wasn't it? Sean Thingy. Sean... Oh, no, what's his Close. name? Pen? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who directed it, though. That Yeah, I can't remember who directed that film. Gus Van Sant. Okay. I always remember seeing the trailer. I actually remember watching the trailer for that. I think actually watching The Dark Knight. But anyway, sorry, go Gus. on. Uh, that's how I uh, Sean, Pen- Sean Penn actually won the best actor for that. Okay, cool. So yeah, I got one. Uh, I got Frost one. slash Nixon? Nah, neither. Uh, Ron Howard directed it. The lead was Frank Langle- Langella. Okay. Uh, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Um, obviously, that's one with Brad Pitt. Who directed that film? 
I don't know. Come on, you can get it. No, who directed it? I don't know. Uh, uh, David Fincher. Of course it was David Fincher, yes. Uh, (laughs) And then the last one, the winner, best picture, was Slumdog Millionaire. I don't know who directed Slumdog Millionaire. Danny Boyle, our very own. Oh yeah, it was a and bit. Dev it was Patel a B, it was, was a BBC production, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, yeah, yeah. and uh, Dev Patel was the lead. Yeah, I can't oh. believe in that. Yeah, well, anyway, I, I, yeah. I haven't seen Slumdog Millionaire. You've never seen Slumdog Millionaire? I saw it when it came out all those years ago because it was like this big sleeper hit, and it was like you must watch it. And I was like, well, I'm British, I might as well. And I was like, and I watched it, and I was like, yeah, that was fine. No one talks about it now. No, no one. Do you know what I mean? You know what, funny enough, I haven't actually seen any of those those uh, films. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire I think, was the only one I've seen of those films. Yeah. I was all about Dark Knight. So was I, mate. Two thousand eight, Dark Knight, and Iron Man. That's where I was. Mate, I would have been. Oh, yeah, I man. I would have been twelve at the time, as if I would have gone into the cinema to watch Milk. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh come on dad I want to go watch The Curious Case of Benjamin Button like obviously I, I probably yeah. miss those ones yeah <laughs> I must see Frost slash, slash Nixon it's about the Frost Nixon interview to the 1970s dad come on <laughs> Jesus Christ uh, oh, yeah uh, but I mean yeah like the Oscars they are what they are they're not of much interest to me so I'm don't really care who wins. I just look to see if an English person won. I'm like, oh sweet. No, Anthony Hopkins I'm with you. and Daniel Kaluuya won. And I'm so yeah. happy. Um, what's the name of the the main actor in Judas and Black Messiah? Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. So happy he's doing so well. I think he's phenomenal. Like I think he's such a brilliant actor. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Even in that episode of um, what's it? Black Mirror? Yeah, just even from 15 that. million credits, yeah. yeah. That was the first thing I saw him in. That was like just over 10 years ago. Yeah. And now he's making it big in America and he's like just being discovered by all these Americans. Yeah, he's class. But we knew about him before then. We, know we all knew about, about him. We knew all about that guy. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the episode, isn't it? I think it is. I think it is. I think it is. Uh, thank you for listening, if you made it this far, to talk about, you know, how crap the Oscars were and why everyone hates Falcon and Winter Soldier finale. Uh, you can follow us at What's Topic Pod, Luca Elfiarco, and me at Chasper underscore review. So thank you very much thank you. for listening. Thank you very much.